Hello, back again, everyone, and I have uh, Charlotte's Cove. Charlotte, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm a bit wet now. How about, wait. Oh, God, that shit. What? That was quick. That's already a clip. Oh, my goodness. I'm fine. I'm very good. <laughs> Thank you for asking, Trax. <laughs> oh, Why would all... I lead with that? Why would I lead with that? <laughs> hey, that's all right. That's okay. You know, it's all good. Um, but yeah, just um, g give us a brief introduction um, into yourself and your passion and yeah. Um, hey everyone, my name is Charlotte. I am part of Charlotte's Cove, and when I say part of it, I'm I, I'm it. I am the Charlotte's Cove. Um, I'm a cosplayer. I'm a Tekken player. I am a streamer. Um, I do a lot of uh, cosplay from Tekken specifically and from fighting game cosplays. I uh, play a bit of League of Legends, but I prefer to uh, uh, like myself, uh, love myself, and I prefer to stay away from League of Legends because yikes. Oh really? Wow. Which I yeah. What do you mean? What, oh really? Have you not played League of Legends? Uh do I do I dare say it? No. no. Good. Keep it that way. Keep, oh. keep it that way, please. Yeah. Drax, Drax, keep it that way. Please. I've just, I've, I've promise heard, me. I've yeah. Promise me. Okay. All right. I've just look heard. In the, wait. Yeah. Look at Look me in the eye, Drax. Right, okay. and Promise me you will not play League. All right. I will. Okay. Oh, I will. Let me go. Look in the that wrong way. Because the camera's in front. No, I just uh, I know I know League of Legends is serious, man, but it's a cesspool of 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 toxicity. I've heard. Yeah, yeah. I if you're gonna play League of Legends, it's always better to have a group of people because if you don't have a group of people, you're just gonna like you're just gonna want to box people and not in like the cool way. Um, but anyway, I digress. Uh, my name's Charlotte. Uh, again, streamer, cosplayer. Um, yeah, you can find me easily by just typing in Charles Cove into any social media. Mm. And what is this thing with you and like not not just gaming, but you know you're streaming. You 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 try to be a very advantageous streamer. Uh what do you mean by that? Oh no, just you know, like you. I, <laughs> I, what do I mean by that? You just you stream a lot and you inject a lot of your personality. I generally try to kind of connect with people via streaming. So streaming is kind of my way of putting myself out there. Um, and just being like, I really should move my hands up or move the kids, uh, thing down. Um, I really try and put myself out there because I know that and this is probably getting deep. It's like, what, three minutes into it. Um, I, I generally believe that by, by putting myself out there and being out there for people that people can see me and they'll just pop in and say, Hey, you know, what's up? And as soon as I see the name, I'm like, Hey, you know, what's up? How's your day? Like, tell me about yourself. And I feel like being that sort of person to others um, is a lot better than being a person that just doesn't care. Because, I mean, when I was young, again, not to get into it too much, but when I was younger, I never really had that person. So, and I've grown up seeing people need that person, trying to be that person, but not being like kind of close enough. So in an online presence, it's nice to be open to people because if you're open, they'll be open to you. And when they're open, they can just kind of let it out. And sometimes they just need to do that on an online space. So yeah. I generally try and put myself out there as much as I can. Just say, hey, I'm an open book. Who wants to have a read? Yeah. Because, I mean, in the world of streaming, it's quite... Um, obviously, you have to put a lot of work in, and heart into it. And mm. just kind of have to go in it with a leap of faith. Is that how you see it? Like, you kind of just go in and just explore? Kind of. I, I just kind of, like... 
you know when you you see something and are like man i wish i could do that like i've seen a lot of people personal friends of mine uh bubble 07 for example um they actually started streaming before me and i kind of saw myself in the youtube videos and i was like oh wow and then every time I was featured, I was like, oh, man, oh, that's so cool. That's me. I'm in that. I'm in the video. Oh, um, and so <laughs> I want to say it's all like it's it's obviously a part of it that I'm like, hey, I want to be out there and like help people. But it's also just like seeing me on a big screen and be like, man, that's me. I love that girl. That's so cool. Oh, um, so <laughs> uh, do, 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 do you find a difference? Um when you're streaming, playing fighting games, like Tekken mainly, compared to, say, because you've been playing a lot of, like, Among Us and, and Hades. Mm. How, how are you finding that? Uh, Hades is an amazing game. Like, straight up. that I, I kind of got it on a whim, because I saw my timeline going nuts for it, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm not really, like, super up with Greek mythology. There's, like, there's, like the two types of people in school. There's, like, the Greek mythology people and then there's like the theater kids yeah uh and then there was like me over here going how how's your learning <laughs> you winning <laughs> cool um and so i i just i it passed me by and then i found out that it was a roguelike and i i i love i love roguelikes so much i love uh like it's not a roguelike but things like borderlands uh dead island Binding of Isaac, which is a roguelike, um, gun, uh, into the gungeon. And so I found out it was a roguelike and I'm like, okay, all right, you've piqued my interest. Let's go. And so I, I got into it and I'm like, okay, all right, this a game, this a good game. Yeah. Um, the sound design is amazing. I keep counting things on my fingers. I'm sorry. I'm not going to stop. Um, the, the sound design is amazing. The characters are really lovable, uh, except Hermes. Fuck Hermes. Fuck Ooh. Hermes 2020 gang. Um, and, like, it's just it's just so fun to play. And you feel so cool when you do something. Like, you press one button. You press spacebar to dodge. And you just get like this euphoria of holy shit! I'm so good at this game. And all you did was press like one button. Uh, I guess that's kind of why I play most games, actually, including like Tekken. Yeah. Because you, you that sudden rush of I'm a god, nothing can stop me, <laughs> is so insane. Especially when you're playing Paul, um, you're just you're being this obnoxious dumb himbo bitch and no one can deal with it because they're guessing wrong and it's just wild to see like people's brain freeze up which is ironic playing me playing as a pole player um but you just press like quarter circle one and they're up in the air you're like okay well it's it's my time now and you can't do anything about it um so and i think that's kind of why i started playing video games in general i guess it's just like the 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 rush of holy shit i just did this that was me like and that was my my button presses did that cool thing i want to do that again but like cooler yeah because <laughs> upon meeting you i wasn't surprised that you would play a character like lucky chloe but when i saw paul I will admit, I was shocked. <laughs> I uh, I remember, and I'm going to put it on a t-shirt or like somewhere on my CV or something. Uh, when we had our fi uh, first five match, you were like, I want to fight your pull. And I'm like, Drax, you play Lee. Yeah. You're like, yeah. And I'm like, Drax, do you play Paul? You're like, well, I've played a bit. And I'm like, 
Huh. Yeah, no. Nah, I, I, Let's I, see what a bit's like. No, nah, definitely not. I, I, yeah. I, I will never do that again. Never do a first five <laughs> playing a character that you never touch. I thought, I was like, oh, it'll be fun. I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it was incredibly fun. It uh, was. I just don't think it was fun for you. It was. And hey, I'm every, super every, okay with that. Yeah, every death fist, every demo man, every <laughs> every rolling. Yep. That was, it was just be- uh, it was beautiful. Beautiful. Unfortunately, I need to stop using trooper roll. It's so easy to counter. All you need to do is sidestep. Um, but it is one of my favorite moves to do because you just, you, you don't know what to do. This dumb man is coming at you with his shoulders down. Like, you don't know what to do. You're like, ah, it's like a, a 220 pounds of pure American muscle coming at your face. You're like, um, oh, okay. Yeah. Are you quite, I ha- guess, are you quite happy with Paul, uh, with the state that he's in for Tekken 7? I think he's, and I'm not going to lie, like, I love Paul very much. He's, he's too overpowered. I, he, his damage is insane, and I know everyone's going to agree with me, because of course they are, but I, I love Paul very much, but he needs a nerf to most of his damage. I think the buff to Season 3, whereas, uh, uh, let's see if I can get the buttons right, 3-1 back, uh, back sway, that that maximized his combo damage by way too much. And the fact that they can also use that at the wall to get like even more damage is ridiculous. So I think that Paul definitely needs a nerf. And I know that the health increase is going to be a slight nerf to Paul anyway. Yeah. But I still think his damage is crazy. Like regardless. Especially on large characters where he can just do he can do the the three one and then uh, cancel the death first. That chunks characters it's insane yeah but i mean you know must admit if you do run into a marduk or a or a gigas i know you love doing those combos big, yeah, absolutely. big characters on the small wall stages eh? oh yeah big characters are great but my favorite place to be <laughs> sorry i saw this <laughs> uh the my favorite place to be is at the wall paul paul's wall game is is unmatched i feel uh the only thing that i could say possibly matches his wall damage would be a Mishima, especially Kazuya, who unfortunately I very much hate playing against. Yeah. Is it's just the fifty fifty, is it? Um well at the like uh, it'd probably come later on in the stream when you'll see it, but I try to get up. I try to uh tick roll and then low uh low block and it just doesn't seem to register in time. So I'm trying to figure out how to fix that, but I'm just really bad against uh, against Kazuya mostly, but just general hell sweep characters. I'm working on it. I've got most of the um, most of the snake edges sorted, like Katarina, uh, Brian Snake Edge. Um, I've got a lock on Kazu- uh, Kazumi's one as well, but I've started running into trouble with Anna's and their little like I'm gonna say 15, 16 frame like heel sweep that they do for a full combo. Oh, okay. That yeah. thing, that thing online is is insanity for me. Hmm. I do like how you customized him to look like Aerith. Aerith. Yeah, I, did I see that. yeah. <laughs> they don't have they don't have like any good hairstyles that match Aerith, so I was really sad about it. But um, I did try, and it was very fun. I I do love the customizing of uh of of everything in Tekken. I used to do, when we did, God, how long ago would it have been? It would have been like a year or two ago. We used to do Tekken Tuesdays, and I had a small little gang of streamers that we used to fight, and I used to um, 
I used to be uh, in some sort of Pikachu phase, so I'd always customize. I've still got the port for it. I've still got the uh, the Josie, and I think Kazumi as well. I used to uh, put Paul in a completely yellow and red outfit, and he would be my Pika Paul. Uh, and it, I would, I would, uh, yeah. I don't yeah. know, man. Um, uh, I, would, I would, I would play any character against everyone because at that stage i was like the top tier person of our little group and uh so i would just screw around with them with other characters um but as soon as someone pissed me off it's peak of paul time and they'd know and he'd come out all all yellow and in red and i'd be like you're done it's your time is up yeah. you're dead <laughs> and they're like oh oh no <laughs> Um, so that's, that's when people knew that pissed me off is I just bring the pole out and be like, all right, it's time to die. <laughs> I also want I also wanted to get you on sharp because, um, you identify as being transgender. Um, that's and, right. and, and I mean, you're definitely not, you know, there's a lot of us in the, in the FGC. I mean, there's Ricky, like, if you think about it, there's like Ricky Ortiz, um, you've mm. got guilty. We've had Dawn Posey, Yahosey, the Dragon mm. Ball Fighters player. Um, and then there's also... Forget the name right. It's Stephanie Brownback, who's the senior QA analyst for NetherRealm yeah. Studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually, um, I actually found out she was transgender, um, quite re- not quite recently, but like a couple months back. And like, it's really cool seeing like the representation and seeing people, because like, I mean, I'm I love the NZFGC like incredibly, but I know that certain people. Uh, not in our community, I don't think, or at least I haven't encountered, but I know that certain people in gaming in general can be quite horrible to transgender people. So seeing her come out and be transgender and be like, yep, some things are going to change, don't worry about it, and still being respected as uh, you know, a person in NetherRealm Studios responsible for such an amazing game was incredible. Yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting seeing that change where... Mm. When she was present in the combat cast, she started off as Steven. And then as you go along, it's like you watch Melina's combat cast and she's mm. totally, she's she's into it now. It's that whole self-identity through gender. How much does that mean to you in terms of identifying as as your wanted gender? That is a tough question only because it's not something that can be answered as a whole for everyone. Um, my biggest, my biggest thing, because what I started off as is I started off as a person who just wore dresses and was like, "Hee hee, oh look at me, I'm so quirky," um, and that kind of thing. It didn't quite evolve. It it just stayed as it is. Like my first cosplay was um, with my uh, now wife, uh, Crystal, uh, was from RWBY Ruby, uh, as it's affectionately called. And so at that time, I was just like a boy uh, in his dress, running around like a maniac, being cute. And at that time, I was just like, okay, well, I mean, clothes are whatever. Clothes are just, they're just on your body. It doesn't matter. Um, So as it went along, I was like, okay, well, people are kind of using she, her pronouns for me, calling me by feminine, um, feminine, uh, positive words that i can't think of right now um and so they were using feminine compliments and i was like okay well this is great this makes me feel like cute this makes me feel great this makes me feel like like me like that's what i should be and so it was like in the middle of of the evening and i was like hey babe 
He's like, yeah. It's like, I don't think, I don't think I'm a boy anymore. Um, and, and they were like, oh, uh, okay, all right. Well, this is like gonna take a bit of time, but we'll deal with it. Um, so that was the whole start of the situation. Then it just kind of rolled up. And so at that time, I was like, okay, well, I'm only this person if I'm in like a ton of makeup and stuff like that. But it's taken a while and it generally does to realize that I just don't care. Cause like, that's me. That's who I am. Yeah. And like, if I go to someone and they go, what's your name? My name is Charlotte. That's me. That's who I am. Cool. All right. Awesome. Someone I barely know today uh, at the Rambance was like, hey, Charlotte, what's up, Charlotte? And I'm like, that's right. That's it was dumb because I've, I've been Charlotte for quite some time now. But you still get that sudden rush of, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm Charlotte. Like, that's me. <laughs> like, yeah, you call yeah. me by my name. <laughs> B- bitch, sit down. <laughs> and like, <laughs> it's so wild that like, because obviously it's different for everyone. Like, like if you're if you're and this is horrible generalization but if you're male you're like hell yeah male like it's male time um like oh paul i love paul paul's the lumberjack of tekken oh what a god what a greek man um but like for me it's been like okay well instead of me having to force myself to present as this gender i can just be me and know that my gender is fine and it's such a it's such a scary but incredible thing to realize is that you can just be you and that's enough. Yeah. And and it, it's 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 a realization that people generally have but it just takes a lot of time and it's hard because you you just never know like like society will tell you that the you know women wear skirts and heels and then men wear button up shirts and and just display their rippling bulginess all the time it's like okay but why like does it really have to be like that yeah. and once you ask that question that's when you go okay well well no there's no reason for that to be like that like they're just clothes um so in a huge long story short situation um yeah the gender expression thing is kind of lost on me and that's only because i i realized that it doesn't matter because i'm happy with myself and that's okay that's me yeah thanks babe crystal said they love me oh oh we love you too (laughs) drax love to you (laughs) don't say that hey well i've got a question like how about this shot do you think it's how easy or how complicated is it for someone to be LGBT in 2020? When you say complicated, do you mean what's the backlash or yeah, like the, how, yeah, yeah, how, how people perceive it? Okay, well, I mean, honestly, it would have to depend where you go. If you go somewhere like Hastings, for example, which I go quite often, um, generally it's a mixed bag. Like, you'll have some people who are like, cool, I don't care, doesn't matter to me. And then you have people who take it on their behalf to get super offended about your presence and what you're presenting as. Uh, so that's wild. I don't, I don't mean anyone in specifics. God damn it. Why, do, why did I invite my wife here? <laughs> get out of the room. Leave. You're gone. You're banned. <laughs> She's all anyway. right. She's not all right. She's half left, Drax. <laughs> gotcha. Um, don't look at me like that. <laughs> um, so it, I would like to say that we are getting better. I would like to say that it's not hard 
for people sometimes it, but it really just depends. The the best thing that can happen to someone in the LGBTQ plus circle is to have friends and a support group. And for some people in some places of the country or in the world even, there's just not the ability to have that. Uh, and it's rough. It's it's so rough for them because they have to either stay in the closet or they have to pretend that they're someone who they can't, you know, they, they are not. So if we're asking how difficult is it to be LGBTQ plus in this era of 2020, I would say that it is better, but by far nowhere near perfect. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. Well, in that video clip, um, it did show briefly uh, something called gender dysphoria, how um, mm. they don't, pe they, the person will do things to not to to avoid that affirmation of what gender they really are and that's stuff like mm. you know not switching under you know not swapping underwear not going for showers and stuff have, have there ever been times where wait what no in, in, in terms of doing <laughs> things that don't oh, bring attention wait, no, to who they are so like swapping yeah, the underwear because yeah, they'll see they'll see you know and like having showers and and that kind of thing not skipping showers and that kind of thing um it's like damn what are they smash players yeah oh Oh God! Let, let's I'm not joking. Start, let's I'm not, sorry. That's oh, not. We got to start that now. <laughs> now nah, we like Smash players. Um, no, but just on on that topic. I'm sorry. I like, didn't mean it. It's just a, it's a meme. It's a meme. Don't kill me. <laughs> I love all. I love and all all Smash players and and, and oh boy, Smash Ultimate. Uh, that that Kirby guy, huh? Well, really saved all those those people. Well, well, no. My question was: Did you ever have moments where you had? that internal battle with yourself like just at times going back and forth mm. between is this what i want to be so unfortunately if you're a transgender person that kind of doesn't go away there are things that minimize and can uh, minimize it so for example people get surgery um to you know top bottom etc cetera, etc cetera, to minimize it but with the way society is, if you don't fit into that bracket of boy, girl, um, sometimes that feeling never goes away. Uh, for me, I I get it sometimes, but I've I've taken steps to minimize it. Like I have I have cute pictures on my phone, uh, not just because I'm vain, but that is a big part of it. Um, I have cute pictures on my phone to like remind myself that I uh, that I am this person. Um, I have a, a bit in my brain that yells at me a lot. Uh, shout out to them. They're dope. Uh, there's also a part of my brain as well. When I go past the mirror, they're like, damn, you'd be looking cute today. So that's the MVP. Shout out to that voice. That's the MVP we all need. Um, so honestly, uh, it, I personally, I don't think there will ever be a stage where that will go away. And... It sucks, but I've learned to live with it because I know that it doesn't matter to me or any of the people that love me or I love back um, because that's just what makes Charlotte. And it sucks, and it's always going to be there, and it's always going to be a facet of like what makes Charlotte Charlotte, but it does make Charlotte Charlotte. And that means that I have that experience that I can go, hey, you know, like if you're ever feeling like this, um, let me know. Like, maybe we can hash out a plan or something. Um, I would like to say that 
dysphoria doesn't have to be a facet of being transgender or trans. Um, but I do know that it is one of the, you know, one of the symptoms or symptoms. I don't like that word, but it is one of the, one of the things that comes with being trans, unfortunately, sometimes. Yeah. Well, for you, who has been your support system? Who have been your pillars of strength that have helped you? Uh, definitely not my wife. She's a dumb bitch and I dislike her very much. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. Don't, don't cry. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I love you, obviously. Oh, um, <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. We're not. We're we're married. We're allowed oh. to do that to each other. Um, no, definitely my wife of like what five, six years now. Almost six. Oh, there's so many years. We should like we yeah. We should we should like freshen it up and just go on a break for a little bit. Just keep it fresh. <laughs> um, I've been married to Crystal for six years, and she's definitely been the rock uh and my main support group for uh everything from like working at a call center for too many years and dealing with australians who don't know why there's a male-esque voice on the phone saying the name is charlotte which is fun um don't do it don't call australians (laughs) uh so crystal has been one of my main supports if not the most main support um i've had a lot of friends uh i think you might know a couple of them temporize yeah has been incredible he's one of my main he's one of the main people i first started watching and i was like that dude's the guy i want to be friends with and i want to be like him like he's so cool and just like he's he's just a light person like you he enters a room and everyone's just like oh shit it's tim it's tim time it's time to get it's time to get hype because it's tim time and he just he brings so much light to the room in the world um there's also a couple of uh friends back home uh that i've kind of lost connection with but they're still big homies and they've been super supportive going from knowing me since i was a child as this like person to this who uh charlotte i am now um they've been super supportive in the whole transitioning period um a lot of streaming buddies that i've kind of picked up along the way uh holitude for example um synthomancer who i play tarkov with a lot yeah um and captain kirk instead uh there's also two amazing people in the fgc who have been with me since i cosplayed uh lucky chloe uh and even before that uh which is squishy blob um katie who is amazing she's such a good friend and just a light to the community uh and julin oh julin my friend uh she she's hyped me up so hard in my lucky chloe cosplay and i wouldn't have even started tekken if it wasn't for julin uh, so kind of a big thank you and also uh, unfortunate for everyone else because they have to deal with my Paul and Lucky Chloe. Uh, but yeah, those, those would be the main people that have kind of been my support group. And obviously, there's a lot more. Like if I don't know if I'm, your name's not here, that doesn't mean you're not important. Everyone's important. Uh, but those would be the top of my head, like players that have been massive in, in my entire like progress for this whole thing. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Squishy Blob and Milky. Um, I guess they're cosplayers. I, yeah, cosplayers. I suppose they can dress up as <laughs> as characters and such. Um, do you? Do, no, <laughs> by technicality, yeah, they are cosplayers. Yeah, yeah. Well, in in your eye, because you can go online and buy outfits of said characters and can look like them. But do you see an art form where people can construct or make the costume themselves? Like, do you value that kind of 
um, artistic kind of quality. Oh, absolutely. Like, there's no way that I can just say, hey, you know, that's not very good. Like, there's a lot in the community that say that, like, people who only build this is are good and people that do... No, absolutely not. The entire creation of an outfit, no matter what, like, if it's just a... If it's a normal outfit or if it's a, an entire cosplay or an, an armor, like, th there is always art in cosplay no, no matter what you do even if you're buying the outfit that's still a form of art because you're putting yourself out there to to display to the world what you're doing that's that's kind of what art is basically it's something that you enjoy doing or enjoy being or enjoy watching so uh, it's insane what some people can make in the community like we've i at our event last weekend we had an entire person in a fortnight uh, armor outfit. It looked like Genji from Overwatch, but it was from Fortnite, and it was the sickest thing. The LEDs changed color and everything. Nice. Um, yeah, and th there's just people in the community that just, they're just like, man, I want, I want to make that. And I'm like, are you sure you want to make that? <laughs> Convention's like three weeks away. And they're like, ah, fuck it, let's do it. And then they just go to con in this like insane outfit that they just made like over the span of a week and i'm like damn okay all right you do you boo sweet okay so the last time you saw milky and squishy blob we'll start with milky first what was she dressed as what were you dressed as what was that day like i think the last time i saw julian we were probably just in boring outfits uh because that would have been when i was up for auckland before armageddon or overload so i we didn't dress up or anything like that but the last time i saw katie she was wearing kda ari uh from the baddest set uh and she looked fly as hell um so she had like the ears and the awesome makeup and like the black outfit and everything um that was sick I'm trying to rope as many Tekken cosplayers in. Drax! Actually, Drax! Drax! No! I have... no. Drax! No, no. I have a proposition for you, my friend, now that I've realized. Because you have cosplayed before. Don't tell me that you have not. I know you have. I've one, seen it. One time. One time. It's going to be two times. We, me, Julian, Katie, and a couple of extras are going to be doing the uh the five million or the four million or the three million dollar outfits how would you like to join us all right can you you might have to explain what is this five four three million dollar outfit is it actually okay. that much no 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 so uh sorry yeah that probably needs i was too excited because i want you to do it now um what it is is it's the um it's the outfits that are in the tekken big splash art where they have the over 5 million copies sold for example oh yes okay i understand yeah yeah um so right now we've got katie katie's going to do elisa i believe uh who did we get julian to do i can't remember who julian's gonna do but i think i'll have to catch up on that um, I was going to do Lucky Chloe, and I've got a, and a couple of other friends that want to do uh, respective ones. So, uh, if you want to join, that'd be pretty cool, I think. Let's I, have a look at Lee's outfit. Oh, yeah, it looks pretty easy. It's yeah, just a suit. It's, yeah, it's just a simple suit. But here's my thing with cosplay, and maybe you might correct me or, or point me in a different direction. Because with cosplay, you can dress up as the character. You, you personally don't have to physically look like the character. 
So Correct. in my mind, yes, I would want to dress up like Lee. But I'm thinking okay, done. Body- no, 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 no. I'm, right, no, no. Awesome. I'm saying body wise, I'd probably have to go for Gung Ryu. Like I'm being honest. Gungryu or Miguel, I I don't look that pretty. I mean, first of all, Gunryu is a hunk, and I dare you to say otherwise. He's just <laughs> gross chasing after Julia. Like that's that's messed up. He's like thirty years older than gross who cut it out Gunryu. Um <laughs> but like that's that's the that's one of the biggest myths in cosplay is that like you have to be exact. You have to be perfect. You have to be this, that and the other people thing. Mm. Like, why? Says who? Yeah. Like what? Like if someone like what? Someone's gonna go up to a group of like what? Probably five or six people in outfits that can be used to kick your ass and say, Hey, you're doing it wrong. Like, do you know what's gonna happen to that person? I mean maybe maybe if it was another group. Do you know what I'm going to do to that person? What do How you about that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if these cans are empty. <laughs> Oh, oof. oh, I can feel it in my throat. <laughs> oh. Hopefully I didn't cut myself again. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because I did see someone cosplay as um, Naruto oh. or um, I... It was a character from Naruto, but mm. it was an Indian kid, which is, which is fine. But obviously mm. the character isn't Indian himself. He's, he's obviously Asian. Yeah. But I remembered overhearing someone telling the kid like you should have actually have cosplayed someone else because you don't look the part so i've always i've always just been i've always been aware of you know there are some people that Mm. kind of consider like if you're going to cosplay it needs to be like a proper like full-on go with what you look like type thing yeah well those people are assholes and i don't think they would be in the cosplay community yeah i think that's probably the type i mean like let's be honest here Every single community has a bunch of people that are like, oh, you should do this, that, and like the other. Like, for example, if we go all the way back to the beginning, you were, you thought that I would be playing Lucky Chloe, and here I am playing Paul, like a a dumb himbo man. Uh, (laughs) It's kind of like that, except on like a really worse scale. Like, why does it matter? If If you're taking so much time making this cosplay or being this character and putting in so much work to be this character mm. and this other person is like you should have gone with someone else like that's not your problem yeah if you're if you're living rent free in their mind because you decided to do a, a, a cosplay because you like it like fuck them mm. like that's not that's not your job to appeal to them you're appealing to you and that's what cosplay is about mm. cosplay is not about oh i want to cosplay this character because uh, because they look like me and they have the same type of body as me. It's like, well, I want to cosplay that character because they're fucking awesome and I love them. Even if they are, like, a dumb, weeb, sundere, random, dumb bitch with cat paws that doesn't know how to speak properly <laughs> and is just, like, the most weeaboo bastard on the planet. So bad, in fact, that if you look at her 5 million copies sold worldwide art, even her fucking prom outfit has has cat paws <laughs> chloe why are you such a dumb bitch uh, in other news i'll also be cosplaying that version of chloe ah uh, okay yeah so well i've met no you go love you go oh i wasn't talking i was just like lamenting in in the fact that uh that she's such a dumb bitch <laughs> uh an update i did cut myself uh ripping open that can oh 
but it's not too big. It's okay. I'm gonna put my moth away because I right? will get blood on them. Yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah, I've well, played before. I made this quick montage of some of your cosplays. Um, Ooh, what have been some of the highlights when you've been cosplaying? Has there been any weird interactions or funny moments? Um, so there was probably about two Armageddons ago, there was a dude that was taking pictures, but he was just taking them from a par and not asking for consent. And so I was kind of minding a group of, of younger cosplayers, and I saw this guy uh, taking photos without, like, asking anyone at all. And so out there, it's been deleted now. Unfortunately, before I could grab a copy, it was deleted. Um, and what it was is it was me staring down the camera with this, like, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been wearing glasses, so it was just like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I don't know how that looks because I can't see without my glasses. But but like, and I was in, I believe I was in a Lucky Chloe cosplay at the time. So you've just got this like wee bitch staring you down um, because you're not asking for consent. And the moment that someone saw them, they were like, "You didn't ask for consent." And he was like, "What do you mean?" It's like, look at this picture of Charlotte scowling at you. You didn't ask, and they were like, oh, "Okay." And so they took everything down. Um, that was that was really funny. Um, there was the time my wife won uh, best group in Armageddon. I think it was two thousand and eighteen, two thousand seventeen. When did you win best group? When did you win best group? Was there is it two thousand seventeen? Uh, Crystal won best group for uh, a cosplay, and so uh, I. It's not that I wasn't expecting it. It's just that I don't really pay attention to the competitions unless like. I I just don't pay attention to the competitions. I'm very I'm very like lazy with it. Yeah. Um and then they were like uh and then they they announced that Crystal won and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty rad." Uh Nito, my wife won. And so what happens is I go all the way down the bottom of the steps. And as soon as I see Crystal, uh like my entire body just wells up with tears and I like burst into tears <laughs> right then and there. And Crystal was like super jovial. It was like, haha, oh cool, ha, let this win. And she immediately locks eyes with me. And I'm just like a sobbing mess. <laughs> and she and she breaks down too. And we just like kind of hug for a, like a moment afterwards. Um and, and like a and I'm I'm a mess by that point. I've like fudged up all my makeup. Uh, but it was really good because obviously Crystal won this like amazing thing that she had done. But uh, it was just funny seeing being so like okay with everything, and then suddenly I'm just like exploding with tears. <laughs> uh, okay. No. Um. Has there? Have you ever had a? Have any high-profile cosplayers, uh, or well-known cosplayers, had 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 a chance to have have taken interest in you? Probably not like super high profile cosplayers. I've I've met a couple of big ones. Like, uh, you know, I've met uh, Jessica Negri uh, a couple of times. Uh, uh, one story though, I was I met Jessica Negri for the first time at uh one of the uh, Welly Giddens uh that has gone past obviously, and uh, they said because I was wearing, I was wearing something. It was obviously a female cosplayer, and they were like. And we're like, oh wow, you you look amazing. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. She's like, oh wow, you're like you're like Shadman, right? And I'm like, what? Like Shadman? I'm like, what? 
what is the where Huh? And they were like, no, no, don't worry about it. So I got a picture. And uh, what I did is I went home and I Googled Shadman. Uh, I'll do it now, just in case I've forgotten the word properly. Uh, Shad base? Does that make sense? Shad base? No. What is Okay, that? so uh, what it is, is basically um, it's super explicit stuff uh, with, with like, the word is traps. So, like, uh, you know, uh, guys cosplaying girls and etc like that um and so i was like oh oh jessica negri just called me a trap <laughs> that that word's that word's shitty for a reason okay cool and so i met them again and i was like haha i found out what shed was and that's no no i'm female they're like oh okay like, okay <laughs> <laughs> so that was the time I like confronted Jessica Nikri about that, and I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but the cute thing about Jessica Nikri is is that she seems to always remember you, and so I've met her about three or four times, and every single time I've been in a different outfit, and she's always remembered me. So I guess if we're going off, your main question is, have you been noticed by a high-profile cosplayer? Uh, technically, yes. Mm. Um, they also rushed past us when we were in our big group cosplay, and they're like, "You girls look amazing!" And I'm like, and we're all like, "Oh, th- oh shit, that's just getting." <laughs> she, she was in the sexy Dumbledore, I think, if I remember correctly, and we were just like, "Oh, thank you, Dumbledore." Wait, shit, that's just getting Okay, wow. Um, but yeah, other than that, I haven't really been noticed by any high-profile cosplayers, really, and I'm kind of okay with that. I'm just, I'm just like over here doing my thing, being like, "Hell yeah, look how cute I am," um, and you know, spamming people with with compliments along the way, and just going down Twitter like, "Oh, you cute! Damn, you looking cute!" <laughs> um, it's it's fun. It's fun to do because like, if if I don't say it, if I don't say you looking cute, like who will? You know, there's just that back in my mind. Like no one, no one's told you you're cute today. I need to do it. That's my responsibility. <laughs> so, how much work do you put into your looks, your cosplays? Do you spend many months, or do you? How do you plan a cosplay look? Um. So basically, it depends on the look, really, because I'm. I'm pretty used to by now the kind of the idol looks um, like that, that can be done for magical girls. It uh, can be done for like sailor, sailor moon and stuff like that. Um, idols from, from music anime and stuff like that. And a lot of uh, kind of the cutesy bases are based on that idol makeup. Uh, recently I've been going into more the kind of the mature looks for uh, Ari and Evelyn. And that takes a lot longer because you have to be a lot more sharp with your makeup. You gotta have kind of like like sharp eyeliner, sharp uh, eyeshadow, and stuff like that. So that's still in progress, but I'm working on it. So generally, I would say that it's taken me quite a long time to learn makeup fully. I think maybe about six months to do everything, like to, from from starting from scratch to actually being able to do my full makeup without anyone's help it's probably about three to six months and then after that i've just been experimenting on different types of looks so you know like casual uh like cutesy kind of looks like more mature kind of looks um and then going into like the badass kind of looks like for ryuko and aida wong um so it's it's still in progress i would say i'm definitely not going to say i'm like the goddess of makeup 
but I'm getting there. You're getting I'm learning. There. Okay. Yeah, things things are working. I have a lot of friends that I ask questions every now and again. Um, so that's been super helpful. But yeah, it's definitely still a work in progress. I would say. Yeah, and um, you know, Armageddon happening. You know, Wellington and and, and in Auckland. Did you you mm. went you went to the Auckland one though, right? I did not go to the Auckland one, but I did go to the Wellington one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, now was that? Did you like? Had you always wanted to? I'm going. I'm talking about GGWP. Had you okay always wanted to run? An event like that? Did you look at Armageddon and think, "Oh, I'll just use this as my base framework"? Um. So no, I did not look at Armageddon and use that as a base framework because I think that Armageddon has a lot of things to work on. My my convention came out of a slight frustration with the lack of conventions in New Zealand. Um, is if we're going off what was the framework to make a convention, then Overload would have been the framework. Overload is by far my favorite convention in the country. Overload is specific. It's anime and manga. It's filled with so many wonderful artists and amazing people that come. They've got guests that come from out of the country um, and are incredible. They had uh, Junji Ito, who is the um, horror horror manga artist and was insane he was really kind as well which is really odd because like he's if you if you google junji ito uh, his his art style is to put it nicely and this is a good thing uh, horrific um and that's that's kind of his deal but the man himself is like super kind and gentle um so just seeing him at overload was incredible because he's just he's a big deal um, and he's a big-time artist as well. So if we're going off what was the framework for GGWP, that would be Overload and the community aspect. The fact that Overload uh, cares a lot about uh, the community. Um, they get amazing guests in. They get amazing artists in. They generally care about the artists. So that was the framework for GGWP um, and what we wanted to do. We wanted to provide a space for gamers to come in. Uh, we wanted a space for artists to come in. We wanted an, uh, play, a space for cosplayers to come in. We wanted a space for people who like to perform to come in um, and just kind of mingle and have a good time. And while we do have some things we want to work on for next year, I think we did really well. Like, okay. we we had a bunch of people who were just there vibing. We had a bunch of performances. Unfortunately, the sound wasn't too great, but I'm putting that firmly on the venue. But I think going from, because um, the fact of the matter is, it's just been me doing most of the work, Crystal doing most of the art-related design stuff and dealing with the artists, and then Jackson bringing along some setups and, and having having the games there. So for a three-person team, creating an entire convention was daunting. But, I mean, shit, we did it. It's done. And we had so many people that had a great time for, like, a week. I could probably still search it now. For a week, we had people going, oh man, Great Games with Pals was such a good time. Like, I had such a great time with Great Games with Pals. GGWP was such a cool time. Like, I really can't wait for next year. And I have not seen that for a convention in so long. And I think that's really sad. Because when you go to conventions, you want you want people to have a good time. You want people to be talking about it. That's kind of the point. And so, after seeing kind of the last responses from the last couple of Armageddons, 
and just seeing no one really be excited to go to the event or even afterwards, I thought, well, okay, my turn. And so I talked to Jackson. I was like, hey, you remember that idea that we had that we would have cosplayers and gamers come together? Let's do it. Let's make a convention. Let's make a whole thing of it. And that's kind of where it was born. And we were just like, okay, well, no one else is doing it. We should do it. And so I, we did. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks really good. I will say, though, Armageddon, it's, it's, it is one of those big events where I think mm. it's just gone too big to the point that the facilities and our resources, our avenue of providing mm. that kind of entertainment, we can't manage that. We can't really sustain sustain it like we need we need bigger facilities you're right we need bigger facilities mm. bigger spaces um yeah more revenue obviously um but yeah. this is but this is a good thing this is a good thing to kind of start off with and and stuff and i'm yeah. guessing a lot you said a lot of feedback a lot of people were really enjoyed it um is this something you'd want to continue into into the future this is not a want this is a is this is continuing like full stop I am way too. I have. I have so much. I, I've worked at a call center, Drax, for like nine years. I have so much energy that I'm not allowed to expel because I'll get fired. So yeah, it's different. Oh, it's it, it's. There's not even a question if it's happening. It is happening. Like mm-hmm. full stop. Um, we don't know when at this time. We're gonna talk to the venue very shortly. Um, it's only a week out of the event, so I've tried to like chill for a little bit. Um, but it's going to be happening. It's going to be bigger. There's going to be food places there. There's going to be a lot more expansion. We still want to... I, personally, I want to keep it specific. The reason I want it to be like Overload is because Overload has their theme where it's just anime and manga. And that's what they've stuck to. I want I want GGWP to be specifically for games, like video games, uh, tabletop games, role-playing games, Magic the Gathering games, I can't, trading card games, that's the one. Um, and that's going to be what we do and what we and specifically what we put we're going to put games full stop like that's it my main thing my main gripe with armageddon is how vague it is armageddon has spread out to be a lot a lot of stuff like and i feel like the reason i enjoy overload so much is because it's so specific like if i like anime and manga i know where i want to go i want ggwp to like to be like that I like games, so I know where to go. And you know that you'll come here and you will get games-related content. And that's that's amazing in my mind because, like, that's so specific and so awesome that I can just walk into a place and immediately know that I'll find people that love the same things as I do. Whereas Armageddon is, is kind of too big. Like, there's a lot of stuff and it caters to a lot of things. And I feel like... While that's great to have the jack of all trades, I specifically and personally, I would want something specific that I can go in and be like, cool, I'm going to love literally every single thing in here. So I'm just going to have a good six hour walk and just enjoy everything. Um, and that's what I want GGWP to be. And I, I want everyone else to feel the same. And at the moment, if they don't feel the same, well, then that's where the feedback comes in, and that's where I can go, okay, cool. Well, if this is not working for everyone, let's try and figure out what will, and then we can just juice it up the next time. Yeah. Would this be something, would you want to keep the gaming and the shops slash stalls 
would you want to keep them together or preferably keep them kind of separate? So if you wanted the gaming, you'd have to go to this location, and then if you wanted to get the food, you go over there. Um, honestly, I'd like it to be all in one place, mainly because if it's if it's too widespread, then that's the whole problem that I have with Armageddon. So what we had this year is, um, and I should have really sent you some pictures, um, is we had uh, an artist alley the, down the middle here. Uh, we had the games down the back, and we had the entries down the front, and then obviously the main stage. We've still got plenty of space that we can put stuff, and what we would be doing is we would have like the artists stay where they are, and then we'd have stalls kind of dotted around for people to walk around in, and then we'd probably just have a couple food trucks outside. So that would be my my personal like if everything is perfect that's the layout that i would have um whereas that this year we kind of had uh, a bit more of a specific layout uh i can send you it if you want to put that on the screen uh yep is that possible <laughs> i could try yeah um, okay sorry i should have done this earlier no no that's okay um where is it oh no Oh, okay. I don't think I can, but <laughs> dang. Okay, that's all right. Um, but yeah, we had it. We had a layout where it was just uh, artists in a brick. Uh, we had the the entrance in a brick, and we had the seats in a brick next to the stage, and then a brick of uh, video games and a brick for uh, the photographers. And I think the layout was really good. The only problem is, is that we didn't really mark it out as well as we should have. So that's another learn for next year. But in my ideal world, I really don't think that the layout could change too much and everything would be affected. So we would, we've still got a lot of empty space that we didn't fill up and we would just plonk additional things in that empty space just so you could walk in and kind of be overwhelmed with options, but still be able to just go, okay, cool. Well, these are all the options. I'm going to go and just like walk around for a bit and have fun. Yeah. Um, so like, let's just say for the next GGWP, was there any vendors or any people that you saw working there that you would think they actually, I like their, their work ethic, I, want, I would like them to be a part of this event more? Mm. Um, so we had a lot of uh, communication with, and they sponsored us too, Oasis Sense. So Oasis Sense is a place that, uh, that makes uh kind of like body butters so actually i've got some here screw it i'll just show you um <laughs> so they make kind of like uh body butters and stuff based on on characters in pop culture so this is morgana from league of legends oh, um nice. i can't believe i had that right next to me this seems real <laughs> scripted um so for example we've also got a uh, candle you might recognize this name yep yeah that's um, yeah and so so they they just they just make it and it's just like these two people and they're just like they saw a niche in the community and they just started filling it and that's kind of what ggwp is about it's just like filling filling a need that i think needs to be filled and so hopefully we'll be able to work a lot with them because they really helped us out they, they sponsored us for a lot of prizes for the event um so i really hope to get them back too because not only are they like wonderful people but they just they just make the coolest stuff like what else is in this bag i've got a little bag beside me by the way <laughs> it's it's look at this it's a it's a freaking diva it's a diva lip balm oh sorry oh, the light okay isn't that sick it's sick anyway uh fangirling aside i think that their work ethic is really good and i'm not just a just really I, 
Just leave me alone. I love them, okay? They're really cool. They just they just they just see a person, they're like, I wonder what they smell like, and then they make Aerith smell like what does Aerith smell like? Yeah, what it is the smell? On it. it doesn't. Oh, it's on this thing. Uh it smells like lemon and tonka bean. That's what she smells like. <laughs> Aerith. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously, do you not know that? No, no. Lemon and tonka bean. Would I be able to? It smells kind of like a lemon cheesecake. That's what I would say. That's Does pretty, that make that it more nice. sense? I, I don't know young. what a tonka bean is. So, yeah, it's yeah. like vanilla-y esque. But uh, yeah, so it's just cool, okay? But like, don't like give yourself some time. Don't do. Don't visit their page on payday because you will. <laughs> see stuff and you're like oh i could just get into that like a little bit of this and a little bit of that um because it does become uh quite dangerous yeah <laughs> yeah you turn into just this like candle stand and you're like i don't need all these can the you want to know the worst thing about this whole experience about buying all these candles all right yeah what is what's the worst experience what is it we can't light them because we live in an apartment and if we light them the sprinklers will go off yeah and then everyone has to get out of the apartment. And then everyone has to get out of the building, and we have to explain why there's a lemon and tonka bean scented candle uh, now currently drowning uh, in just, like, too much water. Um, so that's dumb. Uh, but body butters are cute. You know? <laughs> I don't know how to use them. Apparently, you just, like, just put them on. I don't know where. You just put them, like, everywhere, and then you just smell like uh, cashmere and sugar. <laughs> It's nice. It seems like it seems like a nice little like you could it's probably so cool. you could probably make it's a nice so little cool. gift gift bag and like give it to your you know like to your aunt or you know to your sister or mm. something. Yeah, which is just cool because like obviously candles are kind of like old esque. We'll say it's they're they're like kind of vintage things that you don't really use nowadays, except for like the odd occasion when you want to have like a cool bath. Um, but then you see the fandom inspired ones, like the video game candles that smell like your favorite per- like person. There's, there's like, uh, there's a, a body, uh, not a body thing. There's a uh, bath bomb where you put it in the bath, and they've put little dice in it. So when, when the bath bomb is finally done, you have a dice. You have a whole ass like bunch of dice <laughs> that you can just use after. Like it's just the ideas, like the. <laughs> they're they're insane. Anyway, we should probably move on before I can I could probably fangirl about them all night, including this uh Lux candle, which I also have from the bag. <laughs> Top me, Drax, talk about something else. Alright, okay. I'll, I'll I'll bring your attention to this, no. sweetheart. So they brought out the new updated season four trailer. Um yeah, so this is gonna be a big one. It's gonna be a major overhaul. Um characters oh, the Phoenix so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, what did I do? I no, oh, no. oh no! I'll get back to it. There we go. Sweet. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, double clicked by accident. Um, so yeah, major overhaul. Um, character moves, new moves added to original. Um, the Tekken Prowess system. Um, but firstly, mm. Kunimitsu, do you think she looks yes. cute? Yes, she do look cute. Oh my god! As soon as I saw her, I'm like. Fuck, I want to cosplay her. Oh no, oh no, she's so cute. So, do you know the reason why she's so cute? Not not looks-wise, but do you know the reason why she's so cute like that? Tell me. So, her voice actor is actually one of the voice actors from Idolmaster. And Idolmaster, like, you know, they hire, like, cute voice actors. But, uh, it, it, so, I don't know if you know this or not, maybe everyone does, but, um, Harada was so surprised about how cute she sounded. 
um because they they did all the kunimitsu stuff and like i guess he, maybe he wasn't involved in the va and like kunimitsu started like doing the voice things he's like oh she's really cute like was that intended um so yeah long story short kunimitsu is so cute i want to cosplay her but i know <laughs> i shouldn't because i've already got so many cosplays planned yeah this uh, She's so cute. Nah, she's... she's a ninja. She has so many swords. Yeah, she's going to be a, an awesome addition and that stage as well. Oh, absolutely. I, I liked it before, but I'm really digging it now, like seeing that, mm. that purple color and the flourish. Um, and even seeing her style, like I can... Yeah, she's going to be fun to play with, man. Yeah, yeah, she seems very, um, like, especially with the, the blade throw bit there, she seems very uh, similar to uh, Noctis. But in like I don't know maybe I'm just biased because she's really cute and it's probably true like she oh, but like she's so dope she's so I never played uh, Kunimitsu by the way I'm just like complete zero to one hundred fangirling for no reason like I played her a bit uh, when she was in whatever Tekken she was in was it Tekken three No she was uh, her mother was Tekken two and she came back ah, to Tekken two This is the first yeah. time yeah it's, it's this is the first time she's made a canon appearance in over you know years yeah and years yeah. so yeah oh she's so cute i think it's wild that it's like the daughter um especially because i thought the whole thing with kunimitsu is that she never removes her mask and then and suddenly like literally in the first seven minutes of us seeing her she's like bam mask off F fucking mask off and yeah. she looks really cute. She's like, uh, so shout out to fucking Yujimitsu, been dumb bitch. Give me your swords, beach. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that she's like a thief, like because she's like Kunimitsu thief. Let's go. Um, I guess I just don't know much of her lore, but I thought it was. So is that kind of all she was? Just yeah. like a thief. So she was. A, so her mother was. From what I remember, her mother was a. Her mother was a rebel ninja, and she tried mm. to steal his sword, and she was expelled oh. from the clan. So she's taken her mother's lessons, like she's taken her mm. mother's duty still. Um, yeah. And obviously, she's t told the daughter, you know, this is him. This is his sword. Mm. Like, yeah, you, you, you should take this. Yeah. Yeah, just just go on, gank it. Um, I think she's gonna be amazing. I don't know if I will play her, but I will try. I'm really having trouble learning new characters lately. I've just started learning Kazumi, um, and uh, the parent the, she's she's got most of her combos are back forward inputs, and apparently is a pole player that just like explodes my tiny fragile little mind. <laughs> um, so I'm working on it, but uh, I think I think the Tekken prowess system will be interesting because generally we only gauge people's abilities on the amount of wins they have as well as the rank they have so seeing prowess uh even in the lower levels will be a lot more interesting because that way we can actually have a gauge on you know how people are i think the health buff is absolutely required at the moment people three full combos and people are dead i think that's ridiculous two if you're Marduk or paul um and, and some other people that I can't remember off the top of my head. So I think the health increase is going to make games a lot more interesting and a lot more fun to watch. Um, I think the new moves are going to be interesting. Uh, Paul, I'm betting it's going to be some dumb name like Dump Truck or like Lumberjack <laughs> or some shit like that. Like American Muscle. I don't know. That just sounds like something Paul would do. Um, I think that's going to be really good because at the moment, a lot of players in the game have counter hit uh, power crush launches 
And as a pool player, I only know how to press buttons. I don't don't do that to me, Negan. Uh, who else has a power crush launcher? Negan, uh, Kiki Boy, Huarong, um, a couple of other people. Lili's, I think, power crush launches. Um, so the fact that they're giving Paul not that, but something like that, it gets a free demo man out of it. I think that's going to be a bit ridiculous, but I assume they'll probably tone down his damage anyway, so that'll just be something that he probably won't really need, but it'll be good in a pinch. Yeah. It, yeah, it's an armor shoulder move. Um, Hopefully it's a mid, because he, he's got way too many highs. Yeah, the I think it would be a mid. It's just, I look at that move and I'm thinking, what kind of weakness is it addressing? Like, are they trying mm. to give him some buff in the neutral, but then he's got the back one plus two, which is, sa- which is safe, but it's a high. Um, I wonder if that shoulder has any high crushing properties, because it kind of looks like it does. He kind of leans his head down as he comes forward. I don't think it will, but I don't think it would matter because it's a power crush anyway. So he'd probably still get hit, but he'd still get the free demo man afterwards. I definitely don't think it's needed, and I think that they're just putting in new moves for everyone just because they can. Like, uh, I saw a video today from KWIS, and they were like, what are they going to give fucking arm? What are they going to give Leroy? That's what I'm I'm scared of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're already strong people. I mean, Leroy literally does so much with any buttons and every button and so they're giving him another move it's like okay well what weakness does he have now like so i think that they're just throwing things into the mix to kind of see what sticks um but i definitely think that paul doesn't need anything more they already gave him everything he could have ever needed with the with the three one uh free back sway on holding back and that move is in itself crazy the only reason that it's not good is obviously because it always second high, you know, um, you can always duck the high and launch it. Um, but it's it's so good for combos, it's so good for wall damage, it's so good, like, if people don't expect it, they're just locked in for a little bit. Hmm. So it's interesting, and I like it, but I really don't think it was required. Yeah. I mean, after seeing the trailer, I'm just really happy that they included the watermelon bikini outfit for Kuni. Oh like, god! They did. They did some fan service there. Excuse me, but the watermelon bikini does outfit doesn't matter. The real nerf was Anna's octopus outfit not being included in the game. You really wanted that outfit in there, though. No, I don't. But it's just funny. <laughs> it's just dumb. Like, like all the. And now that I think about it, because those tentacles, they all worked. Like they all, like squiggled. They all kind of like, had a slight animation. Yeah. When, yeah, when they all had motion. someone. Someone had to animate that. Someone had to put time and effort into animating that, didn't they? <laughs> oh, God. The implications of that. Ugh. I hope my keyboard survives. I kind of ripped that can over it, and then there's little bits of energy drink. <sighs> it'll, either, it'll either die or it'll go twice as fast, which yeah. is fine for me. Well, I mean, if Paul did get a damage nerf, would would he still be a decent character to play? I don't know. My my thoughts on Paul at the moment is that he's got so many high uh so much high um his all his moves are mostly high and if they're not high at the time they end on a high, so his strings end um on a high or the second hit is high and can be counted. So I think that I th- only kind of 
pull purists would play him after a damage buff, but it really depends on what the damage buff is. I don't think he needs an in, an crazy damage reduction. Um, I think that his Death Fist definitely needs a damage reduction, and so does his wall damage. Um, so if they if they cut that down a bit, that would be fine. Um, I think a little bit of the, just basically his combo damage, because like if you're getting hit by a counter hit, like that's on you. Like his quarter circle back four, I think it is that does the the massive high kick. That that's duckable, but the only problem is, is obviously he gets you know the mix up on everything. Uh, Demo Man has been like nerfed, so that's kind of okay now. It's still hard at the wall because he's got like a massive, massive mix-up game at the wall. But I think that his combo damage is way too high. I think that as soon as he's enraged, he's like that's just part two of the boss fight. It's like Dark Souls. He just goes into like the second crazy mode, and if you get hit by anything, that's your ass. Um, so I think maybe that could also be nerfed. But otherwise, I think that his skill ceiling is still high enough to be strong if he's not crazy powerful. But I really don't think that he needs any more damage. I think he damage reduction. Um, and that would be it, really, because he's so easy to counter once you know what's going on. Yeah. Well, are you ready for the final round segments, my dear? Oh, God. No, not really. <laughs> no, not really? Oh, no, don't worry. Now we go. No, Let's you... go. All right. Let's go. As long as we don't talk about candles again. <laughs> All right, first one. What's a common misconception you hear often about trans people? Fuck, okay. Uh, my least favorite uh, misconception uh, about trans people is that they're really uptight about everything. Like, the, the fucking most annoying thing that I ever see is people that are like, oh, they're so offended, it's because they, they identify as an attack helicopter. Like, who have you met? That said that. Who have you who have you met that's literally said something dumb as and stupid like that? So my least favorite misconception is that every single trans person is uptight about their gender and like as soon as you step out of line, they will like fuck you up and you'll be cancelled. It's just just ask. Just ask what they identify as. It's not hard. And if it is hard, then like talk to them about it. Just be like, hey, I'm sorry, this is happening. I will do my best to be better. So don't be a don't be a dick. It's not hard. <laughs> no, I like that answer. That's good. <laughs> All right. Does Paul have a strong rage arm? Fucking <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So when you say rage art, do we mean rage art cancel or rage art? That that's exactly what I mean. Rage art. Yeah. You can cancel it. Okay. So yes, absolutely. It's insane. I don't want it to change, mainly because like. If you if you rage out cancel, that means you've been caught by something. That's not my fault. That's not my fault that you got caught by something. My my what what it's up to me now is to do the most with that opportunity. So I would I would argue that it's basically the same as being hit by a counter hit with most other characters where you get a free combo anyway, is because you're only gonna get hit if you're doing something. If you're pressing buttons or if you've just been hit by a counter hit. I think it's too strong, absolutely but I would not want to see the uh, cancel taken away. Yeah. All right. Next one. What's the most expensive cosplay you've done? Ooh, that is a good question. Uh, most expensive cosplay I've done would probably be Star Guardian Nico because the cosplay itself was not the only part that I had to buy. I had to buy 
um, a bodysuit. I had to buy the cosplay itself, and I also had to buy a tail. I also had to. I don't. I don't think this counts, but um, I also had to pay for a photo shoot, obviously, because otherwise I would get cute pictures of me being an Nico. She's really cute. Um, so, and th- I think that that was about three hundred and fifty, four hundred dollars for the whole kit, not including the photo shoot. We won't include the photo shoot. That's count. Um, and that, yeah, that that to date probably would be my most expensive cosplay, and I don't regret it. I don't regret it whatsoever. <laughs> nice. Alright. Name a funny moment for you at an offline event. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um could be anything. A Rambats, uh a uh, a convention. Mm-mm. I'm just trying to think. I've got a shitty memory. Have I told you that? <laughs> um I okay. Uh I think the funniest moment and the only moment that I can really remember off the top of my head, besides anything that has bloody someone in it because that guy is amazing and funny and just the coolest dude. I didn't even mention bloody someone. Oh, that dude's fucking amazing. <laughs> but anyway, long um, so I had not met Julian yet. Julian, uh, I was in a Tekken competition for my first uh first competition, um, at Auckland Armageddon, and I'd come in my lucky Chloe cosplay because I was like, hell yeah, it's Chloe time. And so I went and I played Lucky Chloe and I got absolutely schmixed uh, and I got kicked out like the, the second or third round. It wasn't, it was only like a, there was no loser's bracket. It was just like winner take all. Um, and so I go around to this back and I see someone cosplaying an Idolmaster character, I think. Um, and they were playing Lucky Chloe and I'm like, oh, hell yeah, that's my, that's my ghoul. And so uh, I was like, yo, kick his ass. Go, go, go. Get him, Lucky Chloe. And Julian turned around. And then went back to the fight. And it turned around. It was like, oh shit, Lucky Chloe! <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah, let's go! Um, and so, Julian won that that match as well. And uh, I'm not... In, in my entire vanity, that was all my, me. My cheering made Julian win that fight, obviously. Uh, but that was probably the funniest event that has happened. That I can recall. I'm yeah. not going to say that there weren't funnier events... Uh, or moments anyway, but that's the funniest that I was present with. Uh, if I was going off, what is the funniest event that I've seen in an online event? I would probably say the time that you gave someone a rose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but come on. That's supposed, supposed to be about you, though, man. I know, but it makes me laugh so much. <laughs> you were just... It's so good. I, I fucking... I think I watched it on, like, a, a big mashup thing. I was like, wait, what the hell? And then I watched it on your, uh, maybe one of your streams or something like that, or one of your videos, and I'm like, that is amazing. That's godlike. Uh, anyway. Innovative thinking, you know? Just had, had to make it worth remembering. All right. My favorite part is the story that you gave with it, that you were just going to do it no matter <laughs> yeah. what, and that was, that was classic. <laughs> yeah. What Ben & Jerry's ice cream flavor are you, and why? Uh, so I'd be the strawberry cheesecake one, and because cheesecake is the best dessert, don't at me. <laughs> hey, no, straight to it. All right, Death Fist or Demolition Man? <sighs> Death Fist, like no contest. Like you could, that it's so versatile. You can you can do a small Death Fist, a small range. You can do a big Death Fist, a big range. You can you can preempt it by just sliding and then just doing it right at the end of the forward sway you can do it in a middle of everything you can do it in a combo as a combo ender as long as you press forward down forward like ah oh, death also it's death fist like come on when you think paul phoenix you think of the death yeah. fist man 
the oh no, don't press a button when he's coming towards you or you will eat fist. You are talking about the alien destroying, brick wall smashing, fucking pol- the bear dis- bear punching man of action doing the death fist. Demo Man is, is, is no contest. Nice. All right. Do you take people do you take people on first impressions or first interactions? Ooh, that is a that's an interesting question. First, um, I generally try not to do either, but if I would do anything, it would be first interactions. Um, I generally believe that. I mean, like me, for example, I act all cutesy, and oh, it's not an act. I'm just it's just easier to be cutesy online than it is in real life. Um, like you see, you see. Online, I'm all like, ha hi, you know, woo, yeah. Um, and then you see me in real life, and I just swear a lot, <laughs> like way too, way too much, like way, way too much. And like, you wouldn't really know that unless you've spoken to me in real life. I'm like, I'm a sarcastic piece of shit. I'm like a, I'm a bitch sometimes. <laughs> um, the love is still there. I can, I can assure you, I love you very much. But like, like, I'm a bit of a bitch in real life. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Um. And so I believe that the only real time that you'll be able to get to know people is if you do interact with them, because there's like, there's certain levels, it's like, it's like Tekken, there's like, there's like five levels of person, there's like the person you know about, there's like the person you know of, there's the person you know, there's the person you really know, and then there's like best friend status where you're just like at each other's throats all the time, but it's all, it's all love. It's it's like it's like on the same level as marriage, you're just like, haha, I love you, bitch, like, okay. <laughs> This shit gay, don't love me, that's gross. <laughs> it's like shut up. Shut up, you're my wife, stop being mean to me. Alright, this is a this is a peculiar one. What can be done to encourage LGBT representation in fighting games? Um, I would think people not freaking the fuck out when person people have pronouns in their bio or are just different from the norm. I mean, not to drop names, but when Sonic Fox was having so much trouble getting identified by, like, their identity and getting they, thems, like, put on the commentary and stuff, mm. like, that's ridiculous. I think the the biggest way you could represent the LGBT in fighting games is not through, like, forced inclusion. You don't have to, like, throw a person in there and be like, yeah, yeah, they identify as the technology of the, like I said before. Just, like, just be open. Just, like, just, you, the best thing that you can do for someone that is lgbt is just not mention it like they don't like i don't go i don't go up to people and i i don't go hi i'm charlotte i'm trans as fuck uh because it doesn't matter to them that's the biggest thing that you could do is just is just have a no doesn't matter response to everything and that includes like you know pronouns it includes names it includes like everything in the actual lgbt thing it just it shouldn't matter Treat them like you would a normal person. Like, again, this goes back to the whole don't be a dick thing. Like, if you see someone and they're, like, openly gay, it's like, cool, okay, don't let that bother you. The biggest things you can do to make an LGBT plus person feel comfortable is just not give a fuck. Treat them like you would everyone else. People I, people at the Rambans, they just, like, dick around with me and we just have a laugh about everything. Like, just do that. Just do that. Like you would every single other person, and you'll be fine. And okay, next one. Uh, and <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, no, no. I meant to be like good. And, and oh, na- no. <laughs> na- name a song or soundtrack that sends you to the heavens. All right, let me let me go. Okay, so I had a big phase like when the uh, Guilty Gear 
theme song came out that fucking um smell of the game like that shit was my that shit was my song for like i go ram bands and i chuck my headphones on and i like crank that up full volume and just like death fist people to that song <laughs> it was so sick um so i would say smell of the game unfortunate name for the song but it's really good um soundtrack burnout 3 soundtrack is the best soundtrack of all time uh in my humble opinion the only thing that comes close to that would be the Metal Gear Rising soundtrack, uh, which is an underrated game and an incredible soundtrack. If you have not heard the Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, uh, dumb name again, uh, soundtrack, I implore you to do so because it's sick. It's hype, and it's even better when you're playing the game. Um, I have I have a big thing with music, so music is like super important to me, and I love music that makes you feel like like you're in the game so when you're playing burnout 3 and you're like drifting around a corner and you're listening to like the sickest tunes you can it's so dope <laughs> and the only feeling that is is better than that is cutting up an entire metal gear ray listening to fucking uh listening to the metal gear revengeance soundtrack uh what's the big one uh sorry i'm gonna metal gear no, rising ost what is the song that uh rules of nature like there was the whole meme about rules of nature it was basically like the um the kill the kill song of video games but like it's sick when you're when you're fucking fighting a metal gear ray that's like i, I can't measure it with hands because obviously the metal gears that huge um when you're facing this dude that's like the goliath and you're just david with a little toothpick sword and you're ripping it up to rules of nature like that 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 shit is like the sickest feeling so i would recommend not only that game but the soundtrack too like it's so good running tracks and like gym gym beats honestly okay that's good man and and finally who is your husbando charlotte's cove or uh, waifu could be whatever <laughs> okay okay if we're going if we're going husbands as the question suggests um I I would have to say Paul obviously, uh, because he's just a dumb bitch, and I love dumb bitches, as you can tell from my lucky Chloe love uh, and obsession. Um, Paul's just the dumbest bitch, but he's such an endearing bitch, you know. Like he's just like watch me do a backflip and then smashes into his stomach, and he's like, yeah! and you're like, why are you why are you where are your brain cells, Paul? Yeah. What is wrong? What is wrong with you? But also, I love you dearly. <laughs> Um, I think I think if we're also diving into husbandos, uh, Miguel's pretty pretty toasty. Miguel's uh, beefcake, he's pretty nice. I wish they would include him more and stuff. Okay, I I shouldn't go into that. Maybe that's an after stream comment. But uh, uh, I wish that Miguel and Jin would just finish their feud because like Jin did him dirty, and I don't like the fact that they <laughs> did this whole this whole thing, and then it just was like put into the side. Uh, anyway, um, so those would be my husbands if I could and would, uh, and my my goyles would be Josie because she's a sweetie pie and I love her very much. Um, she's just she's such a cutie. She's just like, oh, she's so cute. She's just like, I can't believe I won, and then she starts crying like that's I want to protect her so much. Um, uh, I think that's it. That that would be my top three if I were to have a top three. Okay. Hey, Charlotte, thank you so much for your time and, you know, for everything. Um, for your friends and family, do you have any last words or shout-outs? Uh, 
don't be a dick. I'm watching, and I will find you, and you will end up like this can. I, I, I make so many... I make promises to do that to you if you are a dick, and if I find you. Uh, also, if everyone wants to peer pressure, uh, my good pal... Damn it. Shit. Drax, uh, to do the, the cosplay with us, you should do that. I would really appreciate it, because it would be dope. <laughs> Force him to do it. Force you, him to do it. You, if you, you I need will... a lot of people, because there's a lot of characters in that How many? Put, a, put a number. Put a number to it. Ugh. Put a number to it. Alright, I'll, I'll have to consult you my fee, but okay, I'm not letting you get away with it. Put a number. Hey, no, no, no. <laughs> All right, I'll I, let you get away with it now, but I'm still posting it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, do, yeah. Any, um, any any other like any any other people you want to thank or? Um, I generally just thank them on a daily basis. Well, I would say uh, I don't want to thank anyone because like I always do it in general. But I would like to pass on like a kind of a mission to everyone watching. Um. I, I generally do thank a lot of people just randomly throughout the day. I get little brain pings, and I'm like, you haven't said anything to this person. You should just go and remind them how cool they are. Uh, I would really recommend doing that. If you have anyone that you haven't spoken to for a while, like or just someone you think is just the, the, the coolest dude, chuck them a message. Just say, hey, you know, I haven't spoken to you in a while. Uh, I just want to say you're, you're cool as shit, and it's, it's really cool being like a part of your life. And I recommend doing that like pretty frequently or like not not every single day but just like once a week just go just go opens a message to someone and just say hey man like you're really dope i'm glad that you're in my life um and not only will you make them feel so much better but as if we if we keep that going like maybe we can make this world less shitty place for everyone and not just like you know specific people well for like everyone just just remind people that they're cool and they're worth it and like see the looks on their faces and i i you will not regret it 